Let's pray. Dear Lord, help us to understand through your word afresh, perhaps for the first time, what, who Jesus is and his mighty power. We ask in his name. Amen. Superhero, Jesus, superhero, the only one who can save the world. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Jesus, superhero. Really? Is that, a, is that, is that a, not a bit disrespectful? To treat Jesus, who we are here to worship, I hope, many, most of us, it, Superhero. Jesus is not the caped crusader. He does not have a fancy costume. Jesus does not beat up the bad guy's biff. Wham! Jesus does not even rescue puppies. Jesus has the power. Jesus has no alias. Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, Batman, Superman. He is not a mild-mannered man and reporter. He has no superhero friends like the Avengers or the Justice League or these things we find. There is no music for Jesus. There is no symbol, the flash, the big S, the bat. In fact, Jesus, this is very important for us to know and to believe and to understand as Christians, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus whom we call the Christ, the Messiah, is fully human. He is like you and I. He ate and drank. He cried. He grew tired. He laughed. He walked. You know what his superhero power to get around like the Flash, like Superman, Jesus, like the Batmobile, like the Wonder Woman jet. You know what Jesus' superhero strategy was? He walked. Sometimes he rode on donkeys. Maybe he rode on a horse or a camel occasionally. Jesus' superhero. He slept. He got tired. He bled. Did you know that Jesus' superhero got beaten up? by the bad guys, real bad. Perhaps more than anything, Jesus' superhero is not part of a fantasy genre. He's real. Flesh and blood. They wrote the stories because they happened, because they saw them not because they created a character, Jesus, superhero. When I was a child, I was kind of probably as an age-wise, somewhat on a transition phase, although I first encountered superheroes through comic books. 
which is where they began. And then they came on TV, some of them were older, Batman and Superman were the big TV superheroes. And then Wonder Woman, when I was a little bit older, she came on TV along with the $6 million man, but he was never really a superhero because he didn't have a fancy costume. But these days, I think almost everybody encounters superheroes through the genre, not of comic books or not even TV shows, but the genre of movies. Every new superhero, and they keep recycling. I don't know how many Superman movies or Batman movies there have been. Another new superheroes with new dysfunctional powers just to keep the genre of superheroes going. And, you know, if you have a movie, you always have the trailer. And if you have the trailer, you always have that guy with a deep voice. So I'm going to embarrass myself and do an awful job and do the voice thing, right? Ejected from the planet Krypton by his father, Joel. Superman arrived on planet Earth in a spaceship, touching down in the state of Kansas in the little town of Smallville, found by the Kent family. He was raised in a small farming town, hiding his true identity. He went to work in the city of Metropolis, the big city. Have a look around you. Here it is. Where, as mild-mannered man and reporter, Clark Kent ran, worked for the newspaper. But beneath this visage lay a man unlike any other, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. It's Superman! Then we have a bit of action in our shorts and lights and... Where will you look when you need help? Coming to a cinema near you, opening November 26. So ends the trailer. That's how we discover Superman, superheroes these days, through the trailer. Well, and I have to say, as if you'd find something like that in the Bible, a trailer for a movie, as if you'd find something in the Bible written like that about Jesus, as if Jesus' superhero. But, but I don't know, maybe you missed it. Johnny actually read a passage. He didn't do the deep voice. That was the problem. Johnny actually read it. I'm going to read that passage for you that Johnny read, but I'm going to use the deep voice. My crappy verb, deep verb voice. Hebrews chapter 1, 1 to 4. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. At many times and in various ways, 
But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Here we have the Son. In the past, we just had these regular gods, but not anymore. Now, God has spoken through His Son. What's so special about this Son? Whom He appointed heir of all things and through whom the universe was made. See, there is a theme music to Jesus. This is big. This is a big deal. The heir of all things the one who made the universe, the sun. This is special in the past, but now we have the ruler. Now we have the one for whom all things are. Now we have the creator. Now we have the king, the Lord, the son of God. Clark Kent was mild-mannered man and reporter, yet Superman, Jesus, you might say gentle Jesus, meek and mild, as an old hymn described him, but he is heir of the universe. He is the creator of all things. And how would we identify this Jesus, this son? Superman has the big S, the red blue and then the red cape you know he's superman because he's dressed that way flash has a little horns and a little red yellow stripe and red costume skinny but muscly at the same time like a saint vault but faster how would you recognize jesus what's his costume what's his symbol Sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Jesus looks like God. Well, that's amazing. Jesus shows us the glory of God. Jesus comes with glory. Now, if you go to the end of Revelation, the end of the Bible, the book of Revelation, you'll find there a Jesus who is amazing, superhero, amazing, covered in radiant, glorious power that is stunning and hard to describe. But the Jesus we meet in the Gospels is a man who is just like you and me, except for his character. 
Because in his behaviour, in his actions, in what he does and says, in the way he treats people, he is like God. Jesus' costume, his superhero costume, his character. Because he is the exact representation of God. He's the radiance of God's glory. And we see it in his character, in what he says and does, in how he treats others. Which is interesting because for those who follow Jesus, our power, as our little skit said, our little skit was brilliant. As our little skit said, our power is really living out the power of God and it is worked out most powerfully. Our costume as followers of Jesus is to be our character. You'll know them by their love. You'll know they follow Jesus because they start to love like he loved. Our costume becomes our character. And what if Jesus has superpowers? Because we know he didn't fly up in the sky. What's so special about Jesus? You see, I, I think the superhero whole genre is a bit distorted. It's kind of the big first superhero was Superman. And Superman got everything, man. I mean, Superman, he's got x-ray vision, he can fly, he's faster than a speeding bullet, he's more, he can do everything. And so actually, if you, look, if you read through the history of Superman, you'll find out that later they added kryptonite because he needed some vulnerability. Because you can't have like a super, super Superman. And the ones who followed him, oh, they're all so much limited. Flash runs fast, big deal. Batman, what's up with Batman? Batman's got nothing, man. He's just got a bat, he's got this boomerang, he throws up and climbs up cliffs. That's all he does. He drives a fast Black car, lives in a bat cave and has, a, has, a, uh, has lots of money. Okay, Batman's got lots of money. That's not bad. And a butler. <laughs> and when he hits people, it goes biff and bat and bam. Anyway, not in the modern movies. Wonder Woman, you know what Wonder Woman has? She's got a golden lasso and she's got a bracelet with buttons on it for superhero powers and she also has a plane at least in the TV version she had a plane which I reckon is fascinating because Wonder Woman needs a whole airstrip she needs fuel delivery she needs a maintenance crew (laughs) she needs air traffic controllers every time she goes out poor old Wonder Woman what about the sun The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation being here's his superpowers sustaining all things by his powerful word. His superpower is his word. He speaks and he speaks and it doesn't just happen. Everything is sustained by his word. Everything, the whole universe Every moment, every trouble, every joy, every breath sustained by the powerful word 
of the sun. But you know, that is amazing. That is better than any other superhero. But it's better than that. The best is left to last. After he had provided, I'm, I'm tired of the voice. <laughs> After he had provided purification for sins. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Superman, he has everything. He can save the world, man, but he doesn't change the world. Evil still remains. Lex Luthor keeps on his dastardly deeds. But, you know, it's even deeper than that with Superman. So Superman gets Lex Luthor locked up for, I don't know, six months until he escapes again. He stops the train crash. But he doesn't change any of the people in the train. You know all those people in the train who are weighed down with guilt? You know all the people in the train who aren't getting on with their family and haven't spoken to their mother in ten years? You know all the people in the train who are burdened by their past, who are anxious to find out if they belong, if they have any place in the world? You know all those people in the train who are living a veneer and putting their life out on Instagram and Facebook and feeling so small behind that life? You know all those people on Instagram who say, I can do this and I can do that, and they go and they do it and... They think they're making their own choices and being Superman, but they just feel so empty. Superman doesn't save any of those people. Superman doesn't change any of those people. And you know what Superman's really big problem is? He doesn't do anything about death. And I am sick to death of death. I've had a gutful. I'd like a break, Lord. No superhero deals with those things. No superhero but the Son. After he had provided purification for sins... He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Jesus provided purification, cleansing for sin, for rejecting God, for turning away from God. On the cross, Jesus cried out and said, It is finished. In a sense, my superhero work is done. I have provided purification for sins our hero Jesus superhero lies dying on a cross he's got wearing his costume I put his costume aside actually his costume was a crown of thorns and a purple robe drenched in blood dripping with blood And the marks of our superheroes, his flash, his S, his big W or whatever it is, 
nail marks in his hands and his feet and, on his, and a spear, spear mark in his side. Jesus, superhero. He came, as the angel said at his birth, to save his people from their sins. He came to do what no other could do. And that is his majesty. This is his glory. Jesus dying for his people. That is his greatest work. You know, we even see it in Mark chapter 2, towards the start of Mark's record of Jesus' ministry. These people have a man paralysed. They want to take him to Jesus. They've heard that Jesus is a great healer to bring new life. So they bring this man and they can't get to him. So they go to the roof. They cut a hole in the roof and they drop this man down to Jesus. Such a huge effort to get this paralysed man to the person of Jesus, superhero. This superhero sees this man who cannot walk, sees these people who put such a huge effort in to get him from there to here, and he says, Son, your sins are forgiven says Jesus, superhero, the only one who can save the world. Immediately Jesus knew what this was that they were thinking in their hearts and he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Like, because I tell you what they're thinking, they're thinking what you and I would be thinking, like, <laughs> yeah, you're the superhero, and they make all this effort and all you say son, is, son, your sins are forgiven, I can do that. And frankly, what does that mean? So Jesus says to them, why are you thinking these things? What is easier to say to this paralysed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take up your mat and walk? But I want you to know, it's a lot easier to say your sins are forgiven than get up your mat and walk. I could do the forgiven bit. But Jesus says, I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I want you to know. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home. And he got up, he got up took up his mat and walked out in full view of them all. And they were all amazed and they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen Jesus' superhero. Jesus says, you think that's the real work I've came to do is to forgive your sin, is to cleanse you, is to reconcile you with God. And so Jesus is superior. So Jesus became much superior to the angels as the name he has and has inherited is superior to theirs. If you read through the Bible, often the angels turn up, these messengers from God, and they are the superheroes. Into this normal, natural environment, a messenger, a special messenger comes and something amazing happens. But we're told Jesus is so much superior to the angels. They're not part of the Justice League. He is the king. He is superior. Because he is fully God. I said before, Jesus, you've got to understand this. Jesus is absolutely human. 
just like you and me. And you have to understand this because Jesus is absolutely God, completely unlike you and me. And he is not a fantasy. He is the Son of God. And because of that, to him, we must all submit because he holds our breath by his powerful word. He created us by his powerful word. He saves us by his infinite love in dying for us so that we can be recreated so that all that agony, all that misfit, all that death on that train that Superman saves can be healed, can be fixed up, can be made right. Is it disrespectful to sing Jesus Superhero? Well, if we imagine Jesus as the caped crusader, as the man of steel, then yes, it's, it's, it's grossly disrespectful. But if we see Jesus as he is, as the scriptures revealed him, as the of God who took on flesh and joined with us to die for our sins, to save us from our sins. If we see him as that, the sustainer of the universe, then he is indeed superhero. He is my hero. And I pray and hope that he is yours, your saviour, if you will trust in him. Let me pray.